I'm Jerry and I am pastor to students and young adults at Southside. So I get to run alongside Janelle and Catherine and try and keep up. That's the best that I've been able to do so far. The coordinator for our young adult ministry is our my official title. <laughs> Sweet. And then I'm Catherine August, Um and I <laughs> I gave myself the title as um, creative director for our young adult ministry. <laughs> um, so I kind of just do photos, social media, videos, anything, anything. <laughs> But she's also like the second half of my brain. So yeah. there's that as well. We have the sister telepathy. So anything she forgets, yeah. I usually am like, you, did you remember? Do you remember to yeah. do that one? Did you call these people? <laughs> sister team. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I've seen all of you on a couple of YouTube things that you've done. <laughs> cool. We haven't done that in so long and I love it. It's one of my favorite things. We got to get back at it. I know. Yeah, yeah. Summer's over. We need to get back and do it. I know. It was fun to stumble across that. I'm like, wait, there's a Nazarene young adult ministry that's like putting stuff out on YouTube. That's awesome. (laughs) So, yeah, more of that, please. Mm -hmm. Amen. I mean, first of all, Jerry, welcome back. Like you're you're well rested and sabotaged. That's funny, Chris. That's very, very <laughs> funny. No, it was a great, it was a great time. Uh, I may have, I may have said this to Janelle and Catherine before, but I learned, I had another sabbatical eight years ago. And one thing I remember from that was it, when you come back from sabbatical, when people ask how your sabbatical was, if you don't say anything along the lines of awesome, amazing transform, if you don't say anything like that, you're automatically a jerk. <laughs> and you're not going to get another one. Yeah, because because like normal people don't get six weeks off of of work. So if you if you don't say any if you say anything other than it was amazing, it was awesome, then yeah, I'm I'm sure people are judging. People are just like speak to the hand. But yeah, that's right. That's right. You spoiled little man. <laughs> well, this but, yeah, it was. It seriously, it was. It was a really. Good, it was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah, sweet. I know though sometimes coming back off something like that, um, it can feel like, oh man, how do I get back into the groove? Yeah. 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 But again, not not a complaint. I found out with InterVarsity now that I've been working with them for three years, I found out they give a six month sabbatical after seven years. So I've definitely wow. got, I've definitely got to make this gig last four more years. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. I'm, I'm in the wrong place. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what, yeah, I'm going to through. Yeah, you chose wrong, Jerry. I'll through yeah. like the Appalachian Trail. That'll be sick. <laughs> yeah. But, um, well, cool. Um, well, tell me, you know, a little bit, I wanted to just kind of hear what's what's going on and what do you all, and Siri, hush, my iPad is trying to chime into the conversation. Um, like Young Adult Ministry, uh, there at Southside, what's what's happening? Oh, I think any one of us could could do that. Um, Janelle or Catherine, do either one of you want to start? Um, I I can start. Um, well, I'll I'll kind of back us up a little bit. Um, our young adult ministry really started out of this 
just huge gap that we were seeing in our church where we had lost so many young adults. Um, and I was looking around one day at church and I was like, there's nobody my age that I like grew up with in youth group here at this church anymore. And some of it is because they've just moved away and have different things going on in their lives. But then some of it, they were just going to other churches. Um, and so that was something that was kind of really on just the church's heart as a whole. Um, and so a young adult small group got born out of that huge gap that we were seeing. Um, and then it kind of took a turn um, when we were seeing that there was a bigger need than just a small group. There needed um, more community opportunities and just more time to get together and kind of commiserate sometimes outside of just um, small group time where you're kind of diving into biblical truths. Um, we needed more life, life talk things. Um, so really the young adult ministry kind of was born out of that. Um, and we were really hit with like a lot of great success, like from the beginning um, of just like people who were like, yes, like this was so what was needed in my life. And um, that's really kind of the trend that we've kept people who are just really grateful for it. Um, and so like right now it's looking a lot uh, more like smaller community groups, I guess I could say. Um, we're not seeing as much of a need for like big, large gatherings, um, just because we're, we're three, three years in now. Yeah. Yeah. Three years in now. Um, and so people, what I, what I think is really happening is we have people who are so used to us being there that now it's not like, uh, oh, I need to go because I don't know if this is going to last or I don't, you know, like they know that we're going to be there and that we're going to be a constant. Um, and so we have um, a young adult ministry. It's just taken a different shape in how we are approaching things, more intentional connection points instead of just events that are consistent, if that makes sense. Um, so we're really trying to be intentional with how we are reaching people now and um, getting more buy-in from our young adults to decide what is what uh, happens and how we gather um, and all of that. I want to share my own like personal spin on this. And this is really ever since I started in the position uh, almost two years ago. I feel you ever see one of those like uh wind machines with like the cash just flo like floating around and you're standing in this glass box and things are just whirling. That's how I like to, in order to like grab hold of a young adult life and have any type of sense of like feel of like authentic, intimate connection, it's really challenging. And that's, that's the biggest thing that I, that I have found. And I don't know if, I don't know if I'm doing it way wrong or if there's some like slick combination that I don't know the, I don't know the combination to the lock to get that, but it still feels, even after the time that, that I've been in this position, it still feels very fragile and very like tentative. And um, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know what that's about. I know that it's the nature of this age group. There's a lot of transient. There's a lot of like, let's see what happens. There's a not super high level of commitment. I think that's some overflow or like residual from, teenage year kind of stuff like I don't think it's a fear of commitment I think it's a fear of like missing out on the best possible option at any given moment and so that's one of the struggles that I have seen in our young adult ministry is just getting 
most anybody to just like push all the chips into the center of the table and say, this is what I'm going to be about, or this spiritual community is what I'm here for. Um, Janelle and Catherine are heroes of mine and they have worked tirelessly to create what we have now. And it is, it does really like meet the need and really, um, I don't know, fit the bill for, for, uh, what's needed because like Janelle was saying, we would see kids graduate high school and then like, poof, they're like vaporized. Like the, they're gone. They, they might be gone from church altogether, or they, they're more than likely they're gone from our church. And that was such a, um, I don't want to say hurtful, but it was, it was uh, bewildering to me. Like what in the world is going on? Um, and so slowly we have, we have kind of crawled back from that and we were, we're building, you know, trying to build um, community. I could think of you know, four or five different things, even like in this moment that I would still say, oh, we need to do this differently or we need to try this or, you know, whatever, as far as young adult ministry. So by no means do I feel like we're anywhere close to like, all right, everybody gather around look at what we're doing. Cause we're, I, feel, I still feel like it's very much a laboratory type of setting, but yeah, huge kudos to Janelle and Catherine for, um, and we've got other leaders involved as well. Um, but these two have been kind of the drivers. And what we have now is just because of all the work that they have, that they've put in. So I really wasn't kidding when I said I'm trying to like just run along and, and keep <laughs> up with, with what they're doing. Um, but yeah, that that's a little, I just want to share a little bit of my perspective, kind of like from my um, seat, I guess. Um, and I mean, th that's not very pretty to say that, and it's not easy to say it, but it really is a point of consternation and frustration and like, how, how do we lock 19, 20, 23 year olds? How do we not lock them in, but how do we like, I don't know, in, engage them in a way that it's no longer just, Meh, maybe I will, maybe I won't. How do we get past that? I don't know if that's yeah. just. I don't know if that's just a life stage thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's a life stage thing or if it's, if there's, you know, some secret sauce or ingredient or something that's missing. Um, but yeah, we're still, as far as I can tell, I think we're still in that journey. I haven't found anyone who just says like, oh yeah, we're killing it. We've nailed this. We figured out young adult ministry, you know, whatever. So yeah. I mean, I, I hear that sort of thing an awful lot. Just tell me a little bit about what 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 do you see as okay we've definitely made some progress this is kind of working this is this might sound a little contradictory of what i just said but never before have we had so many young adults engaged in serving uh in different parts of the church as we do now and that's especially true of student ministry so we we've this is the youngest just on average the youngest our volunteer team has ever been because we have much younger um, young adults involved in leading, you know, small groups of it for our student ministry uh, or in children's ministry, or they're on the, they're on the worship team, um, you know, every weekend. So we've never had this many. So we can look at our events, like Janelle was saying, and like, oh, where is everybody? Crickets, you know, and that's really tough. But we, I also want to like, I can turn this way and say, oh, there they are. They're over there serving, you know, they're up on the platform or they're leading a small group or, you know, so to me, that's, that's one of the big differences from three years ago. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with that 100%. I think one, we have, um, 
a really, really high, we always pushed, this is your home and now you need to go lead somewhere. And so that was one thing that we were seeing, like we really do have people who are turning around and pouring back into younger people um, so that they're there isn't that much of a gap when they are getting to the age of young adults. Like they have young adults present in their lives. Um, so we have that, we have a lot of young adults who are joining um, church membership. Um, and that was something that was not happening before. Um, so we've had a lot of our young adults go through our church membership class. Um, and so like they're joining church membership. We have young adults who are interested in being on like our church board and um, being on that leadership um, in the church. Um, we also just have young adults who were not consistent in their attendance on Sundays and are now consistent churchgoers on Sunday mornings um, and are making it a point to be at church on Sunday because they want to see their people. They know that it's important to be um, with a body of believers. Um, and so like those are things. And we've also had young adults who are getting baptized who were like, I didn't ever want to or had before and are wanting to like redo it and all of that. So just like all of those data points are like, okay, like we're doing something right. <laughs> I'll also say, um, I feel like in the beginning, just to get more traction to our events, we did a lot more. Um, we kind of went a little crazy and we did like balloons prizes every week and it was like mm -hmm. there's like hundred dollar giveaways like we were going it was crazy a little bit crazy but I mean it got people back um in the door and now I feel like our events are more intentional and we've had I think two or three um in the past year or two like where um young adults can like put in questions into a hat and we like um we would draw it randomly and answer and it would be like tough questions about like Christianity and faith and like we would answer it all together and I feel like we wouldn't have done that three years ago or like people would be like what is this I just came for the free food like <laughs> and so I feel like we've also grown into doing more intentional night of worships um instead of just being like come enjoy food and hang out like we do also have those events where we do just hang out but even at those events I hear more intentional conversations with other people um, and people love those events where it's like, oh, we just try to do it like a one-time thing. But that those are the events that people always talk about where it's like more intentional, like hard-hitting faith questions. And if people are like, can we do that again? And we're like, sure. Like, <laughs> but I feel like three years ago, yeah, it was definitely like very like surface level. So we also have grown like that way with our events. Yeah, I think overall people's commitment to their faith and their walk with Christ has just grown and they've gotten more serious about it. And it's, they're not walking like that complacency line. Like they're, they're having to pick a side at this point and like so far, like <laughs> they've been, you know, trying to become a little bit more serious and be more intentional with their relationship with Jesus, which um, has been really exciting to kind of watch. Like some people who like have for years walked the line. Mm -hmm. um, and then you're like, great, like you're finally stepping into a spot like where we can really dig deep now and um, they're willing and ready to do that. So mm -hmm. that's been really fun too. That's super cool. It sounds like as they, as your young adults started maturing in their own kind of faith, the actual culture of the young adult ministry kind of mat is maturing as well. Not I'm needing so cool. as much, say, hype marketing kind of stuff. Although as a former youth pastor, I sometimes I can be like anti-hype, anti-program, anti-whatever, 
because mm-hmm. it's like oh, I kind of used up all those yeah. that skill set earlier in life mm-hmm. and ministry. But that's awesome. Um, do you do something intentional to help bridge, say, a, a high school senior, a grad, from the youth ministry into young adult ministry? Yeah, we have. I can think of two main points. We have a retreat that we are going on this weekend, <laughs> which Jerry can speak about that a little bit more. Um, and then we also do our church's grad Sunday celebration. And that whole entire like two week leading up to grad Sunday is like so focused on young adults, like stepping in, pouring in, being intentional. And like, you're here now, like, this was great. This was fun. Like, this is not the end. Like here is another spot where you can now do the exact same thing that you were just doing. And look, here are all the people that were graduating before you and here they are. Like they're your people right here. Um, so the, we have- you intentionally, invite, you intentionally invite, say like hi, the recent grads, like, hey, come be a part of this retreat. This is like where you really start to build relationships with this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the retreat is for juniors and seniors, and it's young adult led. Um, and it was Jerry's brainchild, um, and it's the most fun that we've ever had. So, <laughs> so the the idea um, is is a a ten hundred x from an idea that I had when I was in New York, and it was basically just a senior retreat. And I what I was noticing as a youth pastor is that as the senior year went on, the seniors would just fizzle and yeah. fade away. They got a car, they got a job, they got like senioritis, they they got that acceptance letter and they've already checked out. So that would bleed into like their spiritual involvement with the youth ministry. And so in an, in an effort to kind of like cut that off before it happens, we created this overnight uh, event and um, I would just take them away and really just kind of, to, to put it bluntly, I would kind of plead my case to say the way that you live your life right now I'm going to inherit that probably for the next four to five years, because you're going to set the example to the freshmen that are freshmen right now. And they're going to, and what you're saying to them is like, this is how, when you get this, the senior year, this is how you live your life. You kind of don't give a rip. You don't care about anybody else. You just go and do your own thing. You kind of fade out of the faith and all that. So I was trying to say, instead of that, what if we turned around and we start to invest intentionally on like younger students. So um, that that's the the genesis of this um, retreat that we're going on. But what has, why it's so much better now than it was then is I didn't have like a young adult ministry. I didn't have a team of young adults. And so like when we go away tomorrow and, and then into Saturday, it's going to be really the, the team of young adults that are going to be speaking into the lives of these upperclassmen and that's the that's way more effective than somebody like me because i'm just i'm like almost grandpa you know to them i'm just this really old guy so to hear from like a you know 22 25 whatever year old because that's their next stage of life of course so that's really i mean that's gold they listen to that much differently um so that's our two-day retreat and then um two years ago we made this very um deliberate shift in our grad Sunday, which Janelle was talking about, and young adults took over leading grad Sunday because for years, since I got here in 2004, grad Sunday was basically a celebration, and I didn't mean to do this, but a celebration of, yay, you did it. Um, you graduated high school. Good luck. Finish line. That was, the, that was the unintended message that I was sending. And so as I look back, it's like, well, it's, it's no wonder they left because I was basically sending them off to say, 
all right, we're done with you. You made it and do your best. But two years ago, we had the young adults, uh, Catherine and Janelle specifically, take the lead on Grad Sunday. So now instead of the sending off, it's this like welcoming thing like, hey, now we're, we want you to be, you know, in get involved in young adult ministry. Uh, and another thing that Janelle didn't mention was um, we also, young adult ministry also invites all seniors, mm -hmm. all the, their entire senior year. We, we reach out to them to come to young adult events so that when they actually do graduate, it's not like this, I don't know these people kind of thing. There's already like this relation equity. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah so, uh, and then in November, we're going to have our very first ever young adult retreat. So that's, that's just for young adults. Um, but again, we're inviting um, high schoolers uh, to come mm -hmm. on that. You know, I don't know who's going to who's going to take us up on it, but um, we already have one high school student. All right, awesome. <laughs> so yeah, we're just taking a weekend away with just our young adult uh, group. So I'm so pumped for that. Let me ask you this: how how have you all managed the different sort of demographics within the young adult spectrum? You know, you got eighteen to whatever year olds. Um, and I know some churches really struggle with, well, we've, we do a lot for college age, but we don't have much for like young, whatever, mid 20 somethings professionals, or, you know, you got the go away college, you got the stay at home college, you got the, I'm just working. Then you start to get young couples. You, you know, some churches have this whole mix, you know, there's at least, I think five or six different demographic, um, identities. You can have a young adult kind of cluster into how have you guys managed do you tend to focus in a particular part of that we have really struggled with keeping um our young family uh demographic we have a really great young family ministry slash small group at our church and so that becomes very appealing which is so great like please do that because you're literally with people who have young kids just like you do. Um, so we have really struggled with keeping though that demographic of people. Um, and they typically will just naturally migrate to the young families group, which I love. Um, but that I think is the only group that we've really struggled to keep. If we have like 30 year olds that are single or even like newly married, like we don't typically have an issue with keeping them because our events, we do have a really wide range of people and even on our leadership team I'm 27 so I'm near the end of the spectrum of our young adult group and then my sister and um one of our other leaders is their middle to like younger side um and um middle-aged young adults yeah middle-aged young adults you know I was gonna see um, if you remembered how old I was <laughs> a whole new thing no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Please. I was waiting for it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> you experienced anything where you're like, you know, your your 25, 27 year olds, you know, are kind of like, ah, man, these college kids are kind of immature. I don't want to hang out with them. Um, or I think we've had. I don't. I don't necessarily know if we've had it for our college kids. Like that thought with our college kids. I know, like, in the small group that's where you've more struggled with it we don't the the dynamics in the small group um have been a little touchy with some of like 
those my age don't want to be in a small group with kids that are just graduating college. Mm -hmm. um, and even now we're in a situation where our small group leaders are, one of them is nine, 19 or 20. And so we have the like back half of young adults who are like, I don't like, I don't want to be in a small group with someone like leading me that young because like what life experience do you have yet that is similar to mine which I totally get um so I think we're struggling with it more in the small group realm as opposed to our big events in our big events we really don't have an issue with people mixing and mingling um and it's actually kind of beautiful to see like the 30 year old who was like really vibing with like a 19 year old over like something um and like we we see a lot of that um and so I would say it's more so in our small groups that we're having that issue than anything. And I think that's been one of our biggest issues with small groups and keeping, well, one of the biggest reasons that our small groups aren't as successful as our big events is because of that, that age meshing is weird sometimes. Mm -hmm. Also, I have to go do an observation of the kids, so I'm popping out, but okay. Jerry and Catherine, you guys got it. Bye, <laughs> Janelle. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. It was so good to meet you. <laughs> You too. Okay, bye guys. Chris, I think the your question is probably um, one to two years too early. So if you ask that question again, my prediction is that we will have a kind of a two-tiered young adult ministry, and and you know, one tier will minister to like 18 to 22, 23, and then the other tier will be like mid-20 to 30. Um, just because of gen generally speaking, that'll be the life changes or the life stages, I should say, that that kind of dictate those things. I can see um, a, th a thriving to, to stay on small groups. I think a thriving small group that that is geared toward college age, whether they're in college or not, 18 to, to 22. Um, and then um, and then another one that's maybe more like young marriage, young families, that kind of thing. Like Janelle was saying, there is one that exists in our in our church. I don't think everything that we do has to have like the young adult ministries stamp on it. Like, no, this is our thing. Like if it fits who you are or where you are spiritually, then we want to push you into that, you know, small group. We have a number of small groups that meet here at the church on Wednesday night, and they're not young adult small groups at all. But if it's a good fit for an individual, then we want to push them uh, in that direction. Um, we just got off of kind of a, an extended season of no small group for young adult at all, uh, because we spent about a year, I guess, kind of experimenting with, we had two of our older, not old, but two like adults, probably around 50, um, that really just were teaching life skills, life lessons super practical stuff. And I didn't feel like that ever got strong traction with our young adults. Um, but we went for about a year uh, with that. And then we just, you know, Chris, sometimes you got to decide when to put a bullet in the head of the thing that's just not working. And so we did that. And so in the interim, we just basically said to our young adults, hey, here are the adult small group offerings go, just go and pick one, it, you know, so we kind of use that as a little bit of a bridge, I guess, but like literally just last Thursday night was our very first young adult small group, like in earnest, like that's back and it's in this young married couple's home. That's the one that Janelle was talking about. Um, and so they're going to do that for 10 weeks. 
and that's going to be, and then after 10 weeks, they're going to stop uh, as we head into like the holiday season. And we're going to see how it goes. Um, if it, if it's, if it gets some traction, then we're going to start again for another 10 weeks in January. Uh, but if not, then we're going to try something else. Um, so that's kind of where we are now. We're very like, um, I don't know, kind of like just experimenting with what's working as far as young adult discipleship. Catherine, what would you say to somebody trying to do young adult ministry as they're thinking through, you know, marketing type stuff or like Instagram, social media? Um, what do you think? Do you have any thoughts about kind of the do's and don'ts or how to use have you guys been able to use those kind of things? Is that something that you're doing? Yeah. So I run the Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Um, our TikTok is more fun things that we usually do during events. Um, but the one thing which like I literally just posted today and I had to change a promo because the one thing that I realized is that people love looking at themselves. And so I like, I do photography on the side. So um, I always have my camera at the events and our page is mostly pictures of people because if I just post a promo, it's like two or three people will like it. And I'm like, did people see it or did people not like it? <laughs> I'm like, what? And then if I post a picture of, oh, we had so much fun at our event, it's like 20 to 30 likes and everybody's like, yeah, and sharing it, posting on their stories. And I'm like, this is so funny to me. <laughs> and so the one thing that I do is just, I always, I'm like, I show the people and that way it shows like, these are the people that you will see coming to the events. And if, like, if somebody's new to the church, we always like check out our Instagram. I always post when our next event is, there's all the information's on there. And so I will say that is the one thing I have learned is that people just love looking at themselves and which, I mean, I get it. Like if you're on another Instagram and you're like, oh, this is a good picture of me. Like I'm going to share it. <laughs> and how, do so, find, how do I find your Instagram account? It is um, SS Young Adults. Okay. There it is. And recently we've been getting into Instagram reels and doing, um, just at our events, different trends that are going around. And that has been what people have been loving. And again, like sharing it, we had, I think our last reel was like five people had posted on their own story. And we're just like, this is so much fun, like all this stuff. So it's been great feedback. Um, and again, something that they like doing during the events, it's a great connecting point. And then also it's a great way to just have all the information for everything in one place. So people are not texting and emailing Jerry and all this stuff. So it's like, we're like, just go to Instagram. You'll find, you'll find everything you need there. <laughs> you find that that helps new people connect with your ministry? Yeah, we've had a couple people um, that like, if they come on a Sunday, um, like Janelle would be like, oh, like follow this page, like, I'll have all this stuff on there and um usually before our events I do a poll on our Instagram story and it says like are you coming um and it'll, it'll have like yes no or maybe and so a lot of times the new people will say maybe and that's a great connecting point because then usually I will reach out to them like on Instagram and be like hey like I saw you're coming like don't like feel free to come whatever time like it's not like you have to be here a specific time so 
um I think it is a great starting point because even if they're like oh I want to come but like I don't know who'll be there then I could be like I'll be there like this is who I am like or these people will be here like it's okay like you can come bring a friend um and so there's a lot of conversations that happen in the messages too that I kind of like um just by doing those simple polls on Instagram that's cool I I don't know if this is true I'm finding a little bit like young adults seem to be you know not not great at like say reaching out to friends and saying like oh hey you should totally come to my church or come to this thing but if they see like your post or you know they see something you're they're following you on instagram they see that you know it just provides a little extra incentive and opportunity and again that's a reason why some of the social things and the event things and the fun things can be even though i sometimes resist that urge to be like attractional you know with young adult ministry in the same ways that we are with youth ministry or whatever but yet that definitely seems to be effective and i know it's something university is using more and more to kind of be evangelistic on you know social media oh yeah we have um a lot of people like even in our area that like other churches that follow us um which is kind of nice because then it's like if there's ever a event, I'm like, you guys can bring your church. Like if it's something where like, we have more than enough supplies, like, and so it's opened the door to have other conversations with other churches in the area, um, Nazarene, non-Nazarene, um, to just kind of connect. Cause sometimes it's like, if they have a smaller young adult, um, like crowd, I'll be like, bring your five young adults over here. Like, it's okay. Like you guys are good. So, um, I also deal kind of like that too. Cause then it, yeah, opens the door more more events, more things, more people. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine that, you know, with the Nazarene kind of district system, the way it, things are structured, it could help to have, you know, if a district has certain like almost hub churches, like there's more going on here at this particular church. So let's open this up to more people, more, you know, mm -hmm. kind of stuff. That's pretty cool too. Um, back to the, you know, Janelle was talking about kind of almost like losing some young adults to family ministry stuff, but Sometimes I think, well, isn't our goal of young adult ministry really is to help bridge someone to the point that they feel like they are integrated and part of the life of the church. And in a sense, they don't need young adult ministry or they don't need specific demographic programming, so to speak, mm -hmm. anymore. So once somebody feels like they are connected and they have they feel like a part of the life of the church, I mean, that is kind of the win in some ways for us, I think. Would you agree with that in young adult ministry? Are you are you intentionally trying to connect them with the bigger life of the church? Because I think sometimes what would keep a, a young adult, you know, say he graduates high school, they either need enough relationships where they it's painful for them to walk away from the church because they have so many good relationships, or they really believe in the mission of the church that we want to be a part of this. So it definitely seems like helping develop those kind of things makes them want to be mm -hmm. a part. Um, although sometimes it is just, I think back to the attractional programming stuff, sometimes you just have to kind of get them engaged through, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff as well. We're doing these um, twice a month, Saturday night um, gatherings. And I remember as I was kind of coming on board the young adult ministry, I remember the conversation more than once where we didn't even it, like the language of the, like, this is not a service that you're coming to. It's not like, we don't want it to feel too much like you would experience on a Sunday morning because we don't want it to like scratch the itch of um, like a corporate worship 
setting that you would be in on a Sunday morning. What I mean is we're, we were, we were careful. Yeah, we were very careful so that, so that young adults didn't look at it as I went to this thing and that was like kind of my church, uh, I don't know, check the box type of thing. Whereas so that they wouldn't come back the very next morning, you know, on a, on a Sunday morning. Um, If you, if you come to Southside uh, this Sunday and you come into um, the Life Center, that's what we call our sanctuary, and you come in and you look up on the platform, the crowd of worship leaders looks drastically different than it did just a few short years ago. Um, And that has nothing to do with like COVID or anything like that. It's just there's been an evolution in the crowd uh, of the Life Center and especially in the leadership of the worship so that it is very reflective of a younger uh, demographic. The older people have not been shoved out or pushed out or, you know, unwelcome, but there's just been kind of this evolution of there's just more young people, young adults being involved in just the the direction and the vision and the mission uh, of the church, which has been really, really cool. Is when you, whether you're a young adult or not, when you come into a new place, um, first of all, you want to, you want to see somebody who's like you. That's true of old people, young people, like you just, you're going to be comforted by someone who is just, this is someone who's like me. And then you also, the second thing you want to know is like, does anybody even notice that I'm here? Does anybody care? Does anybody like me? So um, when those two things are in place, then you're really more likely to to keep somebody or to have them return because they saw someone who's like them and they 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 felt seen and noticed and welcomed and liked. Mm-hmm. So um, for a long time, I just don't think that was the case. For I, I I could not, you know, even just a few short years ago, I could not blame a 25-year-old for walking in to our worship experience on a Sunday morning and never coming back because there just wasn't a lot of people like that. And, but that has, that has shifted over the last uh, several years. And I think that's just the kind of like the, one of the first dominoes, I think. So um, if we can get pe- get people to, to just um, engage, we're going to provide the, the love and the support and the, Hey, we see you there. Uh, and here's something to offer um, with other young people or people in the kind of the similar stage of life. So I feel like and we're still feeling our way, I guess, kind of like the laboratory feel, like I was saying earlier. But I do think it's just what we're seeing now is super promising. Yeah, it sounds like your church also, like a lot of churches, they want young adults, but they're not necessarily willing to give many young yeah. adults a voice. Yeah you know, in terms of some leadership and platform, yeah. whatever. So that's, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Catherine, anything else you would say about what, you know, if, if somebody came and asked you like, Hey, how do we do young adult ministry? How do you guys do it? What's, what's the, what's the key? What's the secret? Um, I feel like honestly, just starting as a, great um kind of almost like a hangout space and one thing that we did was we asked our young adults like what what do you want like and a lot of people are like I just I 
came home from college, like I just graduated or I'm going to college and like, I don't have any friends. And so um, we did start off as more of like a, all right, well, here's this time and place. You can come meet people or just come hang out with us. And, you know, um, so I feel like starting with that and just opening that door um, where it's not like an intense thing where people are kind of scared because a lot of people are like, what is happening? Like, I don't know if I want to show up and we're like, it's free food, come hang out. Like, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and so everyone's like, okay. And so I feel like from there, it kind of transformed to where we are today. And that's because like we asked them what they wanted, just asking kind of the crowd that you have, like where you want to go. And I feel like that is what brought us to like where we are and why we had success in the way that we had um and we did a lot of again it's trial and error um through the years and I feel like every year we kind of do something different because we're like all right well that didn't work let's try this and then we're like okay that was the worst let's try let's go back to what we did so it's a lot of trial and error but again we kind of just go with who we have our regulars and what they want and um there's a lot of a lot of polls a lot of <laughs> A lot of questions and answers that we take from people just to see um, kind of like what they feel about the ministry. So I think that is what helped us a lot. Yeah, cool. I love the idea. We use this phrase quite a bit, failing forward in young adult ministry. <laughs> you know that we, you shouldn't be afraid to fail, you know, try some things and see what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Keep trying. Is there anything else you would add? I guess one a, a question might be like, what's next? What do you feel like? Here's the next, you know, um, thing we need to build, or the next mm -hmm. hurdle for us to kind of overcome with young adult ministry. That's one that I think I've really been wrestling with because my default setting is to do more, especially when something is going well. Well, let's just increase that. Let's do more of that thing that's working, um, and that's not always a really healthy uh, direction to go. So right now, I, I feel like I'm kind of at a, um, I don't want to say like a, like a red light, but I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm just seeing how things are progressing because I just want to be careful not to, um, not to just hit the gas just because I, we have like a little bit of um, momentum. Um, there's, there's a, it's kind of like, when someone, when someone, this is a really crude, bad analogy, um, but people who win the lottery really often and quickly end up broke um, because what, what, what gains fast also loses fast. You, usually um, when you, when you have these big, you know, strong pendulum swings. So I guess I'm really careful not to just jump on, you know, I see one little inkling of one little sprout that kind of breaks the surface of the soil and I just want to like you know harvest that thing no I want to try and nurture um, what's going on part of part of my default and my I guess this is a flaw I can over program things I can over structure things um, Catherine was just talking about how young adults they just want to have a place or a way to connect with other young adults. Um, meanwhile, I've already created a brochure to, you know, or like a schedule or thing like that. And 
I need to back off of that um, approach because it because a lot of times people when they when they especially young people this is my perception when it when it feels overworked then it feels inorganic. I think really what we want is to, we just want more organic relationships and you can't really you can't really program that. I've used the analogy of a greenhouse. You you can't make anything grow. You can only create an environment where things grow. So we want our young adult ministry to be like a greenhouse. When you walk into a greenhouse, you just feel, you feel it in the air. You know you're in a greenhouse. The, the thickness of the air and the smell. And, but nothing, nothing is forced. We're just trying to create an environment where organic uh, growth uh, can happen. So that's where we are. So I'm not, I hope I'm not dodging your question, Chris, but I'm, I really don't have like this. Oh yes. Well, here's the, you know, in our 11 step plan, we're on step six and we're going to do step six next. Cause we're just kind of like, all right, Lord, what are you doing? And what do we do next? That's kind of, that's kind of where we are. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, I think a lot of leader pastor types, whatever. Yeah. Often err on that side of, oh, we got to maximize this. we got to scale yeah. this up. We got to, you know, um, and that can easily come across, I think, to a young adult, like, wait, are you now using me to build your mm-hmm. kingdom or your, your program so you can right. talk about it? Yeah. Um, so I think that's a good sort of caution. And it's not that we want it to be consumeristic. Like we don't, we don't, Necessarily want a ministry that's just saying, hey, what what is in this for you? What can we do to help you? Mm-hmm. But in a sense, young adult ministry should be about empowering and equipping young adults mm-hmm. and launching them well. Um, so it really is catered to their development and not mm-hmm. necessarily the development of the program. Well, I don't want to take too much more of your time. Is there anything else that you just feel like, oh, we should have said this? Or I don't want to leave anything on the table there. No, no. Yeah, like I, like I said, I think it's just uh, us wanting to do the very best we can to connect with um, the young adult generation, and and uh, there's literally any everything is on the table. Like everything is possible. So um, one thing I, I guess as a youth I, youth pastor for so very long, I have to continually. Uh, guard myself against just like extending a youth group mentality into young adult ministry. It's so very completely different. It's the needs are totally different. Um, so that's something I have to kind of be on guard against. And I and I wonder how many how many people that are ministering to young adults are also ministering to middle school and high school students. And because you really need that delineation. So that's that's another thing that I'm kind of watching for. Yeah, I think that that could be a good sort of seminar talk discussion. You know, what's the difference? How mm-hmm. how to guard against just youth yeah. two point kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, real quick, let me ask you. I can't remember. Is there a campus, a university, college anywhere near you guys? Yeah, there's a few of them. There's um, uh, UVA. Yeah. Oh yes, uh, VCU. VCU. Yeah, sorry, uh, VCU, um, University of Richmond, um, and then we have the community college. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Bright Point Community College. So yeah, there's there there are a couple. Yeah, one of the things I'm trying to sometimes help churches figure out is like how do you 
how do you reach out to a campus? How do you connect mm -hmm. to campus? And for some churches, I don't know that that's necessarily the right thing. I think it's almost like what you were talking about, the greenhouse. It's creating an environment which any college students who want to be a part of your church are going to connect and grow. Um, but there are times where I think a church is so strategically close to a campus that they have mm -hmm. to wrestle with that question. Like, yeah. okay, how do we really engage students at that campus? Yeah. Is it leading us to do something special at a particular mm -hmm. campus. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any of those campuses where you have, say, more students who are part of your young adult ministry than others? Or do you not? Um, you're not I, guess really... it, I think it's a pretty good mixture. We have, we have Bright Point Community, um, which is really like right at the road, and then VCU, which is in the city. And we have a number at both of those places. Yeah. And I don't know if this is the right way to think or not, but I also know there's another church very close by that, from what I understand, has a, has a pretty good ministry going at the Bright Point Community uh, campus. So there's something within me that's like, well, they're they're doing it. I, it's not like, no, 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 don't, don't don't go to their table. Come to our table. Where whereas we're like, you know, the kingdom work is going on there, and that's that's awesome. So there's there's not like this, you know, competitiveness of like, oh, we got to do what they're doing, or we got to we we got to make sure we get kids from or young adults from there to here. I don't know. So my mentality is like, well. There's a thing that's going on there. There's like there's a ministry that's going on there, and it and it seems like it's they're cranking pretty good. So, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the same thing. Um, when we first started, that was one of the things that we looked at um, to even just have like a booth at like orientation or something. Mm -hmm. Like, um, but I know a lot of the schools have um, crew like mm -hmm. at their school, and so yeah. it's like. And then also, I do know that church does go to um, to. I think VCU and Bright Point, mm -hmm. um, and they do like their own small groups there. And so it's like hard because it's like you, they already have like five options where it's like you just have to walk down the road of your college mm -hmm. campus to like go there, where it's like you would have to drive. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, we do, again, there's some people that do follow us um, on social media. And so it's always like, I mean, it's the option is there. And so um, there are, a lot of those organizations that do kind of keep up with us, but it's never like a force, not force, but like, we're not going there to like, be like, Hey. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely, I agree. I think there's times to just kind of like, okay, somebody's got that covered. Um, I mean, unless there's some big need or something that's being missed, yeah. you feel like particularly we could help meet that need or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of times it, it can be just like, you know, that, you know, that's good. We don't need to, create mm -hmm. another option or complete right. or whatever yeah. um it'd be interesting though to look and you can use the everycampus.com website and you mm -hmm. can check to look and see are there any unreached campuses that are mm -hmm. close to your church because sometimes mm -hmm. there's underserved or underreached campuses that i think a church could you know prayer walk the campus and think through like what what would it look or is there a crew or an intervarsity or navs chapter that or fellowship that sometimes needs a local church connection. They need a little bit more support or they need another option for events or can we use your space to do something? Or I think there are good partnerships sometimes we can build with the parachurch groups, um, but sometimes that does get, that gets messy and tricky at, mm -hmm. at times. So it's gotta be kind of the right, mm -hmm. the right thing. But I was just curious, I couldn't remember geographically kind of what your context was as far as college yeah. 
campus. Yeah, yeah. there's no um, there's no lack of desire, obviously, to connect uh, on these campuses on on our part. Um, it just feels like, at least for now, there are good options for young adults uh, on those campuses. And again, you could you could ask me the same question a year from now, and we'll be like, oh man, we're kicking doors down over at VCU, and you know it's going gangbusters. But we're open to that. Whatever God wants to do, however He wants to lead us, we're open to that. But yeah, right now what we're. Is, what is your zip code there, Jerry? Two three one one. No, sorry, two three eight three two. Okay, cool. I'm, I'll just do a little search and and see see just for just for fun and see what's, what's yeah going on there on every campus site. Every yeah. campus is kind of a coalition now between all the campus ministries, and there's like a hundred different orgs now that are partnering with every campus to what they've what they're what crew and navs and university and all the other ministries are finding is that they have not partnered well with local churches yeah. over the past, you know, 50 years. And so they've yeah. reached about as many students as they're going to reach with their model. And they need to partner with local churches to reach more students. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of like this collaborative feel where some of the, um, some of those organizations now are trying to figure out, you know, how do we partner? Um, but anyway. Yeah. Well, cool. Chris, I'm I'm looking, go I'm ahead. Looking at it now on the website that every campus yeah, and the one they um, it says John Tyler. They just have an update. They just changed the name. Um, it's called Bright Point, but you'll see it as John Tyler, and it says zero. But is I it, know, I know for sure. So a green dot or a red dot? No, it's red. Yeah, it's sometimes red. they just don't have data that's accurate. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's not because I know, I know this this local church does have a a a presence there. Yeah, so, but it's just not registered on here. Yeah, they still have to improve some of that data. Yeah. And it's yeah. funny, they'll have they'll have schools that are like, it's like a Bible college or something, and it'll be marked as an unreached campus. And you're like, oh, yeah. really? Yeah. <laughs> they know yeah. about it. Yeah, right, right. It does say three three prayer walks. Oh, okay. They so, must just not know that there's a local church engaged with. Yeah. And maybe that one's not partnered with crew or anybody. Yeah, so yeah. Not on the radar, but. Yeah, cool. Cool. Well, thanks so much again. I don't want to keep you too much longer. I appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. It's good talking with you. As love, always. Hearing, love hearing what's going on. I'm going to I'm going to creep on the Instagram now and look forward, <laughs> look forward to the next YouTube conversation. Yeah. Yeah, we'll bring it back just for you. Yeah. Oh, we do. We do. Awesome. I love it. It's seriously one of my favorite things. We'll give you a shout out. Yeah. Shout <laughs> out to fun. Christine. It's pretty fun. Oh, cool. Hey, thanks a bunch. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. See ya. Bye. Bye.